Saturday Sport on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zucar, the no-hassle way of buying and selling used cars in Ireland. Open seven days a week. Visit zucar.ie. Tweet at Satsport RTE. Saturday Sport on RTE Radio 1. And no changes in those three Premier League uh, three o'clock kickoffs. Now to international soccer and the African Cup of Nations, otherwise known as AFCON, reaches the round of 16 knockout stage tomorrow with two games taking place. The big news from the group stages was the elimination of title holders Algeria, just one point and one goal from their three games. Our regular contributor, Cameroonian commentator Inja Eno, has been filling us in. Well, I mean, it was quite predictable, but like you did well to say, that elimination shook the very foundations on which African football is established. Um, Just a gentle reminder that the last time Algeria won the Africa Cup of Nations was in 1990. And um, during the next edition, that was in 1992, they were knocked out as well in the group stages. And coincidentally, they were in the same group with Ivory Coast and they lost three goals to nil um, to Ivory Coast in the first group game. So um, it was quite predictable. I mean, they made things really difficult for themselves, um, being held to a goalless game by uh, the Leon Stars of Syria alone, which, by the way, was a, one of the little rated teams in this tournament. Um, they didn't play flashy football against Equatorial Guinea. And at some point, I, I felt that Equatorial Guinea uh, had the possibility of overpowering this Algerian team. And obviously, that terrific bashing against uh, Ivory Coast uh, uh, sealed their fate in the tournament. I also do feel that the Algerians came into this competition overly confident um, they came into the competition all right with the um, toga of favourites, but they showed the sort of confidence that is not always inherent in defending champions um, at the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, they already saw themselves in the final. And to make things sort of worse for them is the fact that their coach kept complaining about everything. He complained about the, the heat from the early kickoff. I mean, that is justified as well. Um, he complained about the state of the pitch. But I do feel that at some point, as the coach of the defending champion, you need to be able to gather your act together and get your players play good football. And Algeria during this tournament stole the headlines for basically the complaints of their of their coach and the fact that their star player, Riyad Mahrez of Manchester City, uh, showed up uh, just probably three days to the start of the tournament. They really didn't look like the formidable side that they were a few months ago at the FIFA Arab Cup. And, and, and there we go. I mean, Algeria, they're out alongside another uh, leading favourite coming to this tournament. That's Ghana. Ghana, so, I mean, yes. This tournament is full of surprises and, and, and it's really unravelling before us. Yes, and Cameroon are through as group winners and uh, they finished off their group stage with a draw against fellow qualifiers Cape Verde last Monday. And it was our own uh, Shamrock Rovers, Roberto Lopez, who picked up the Man of the Match award in the 1-1 draw. Were you impressed? No, listen, I think that Roberto Lopez, uh, Pico, is probably one of the best defenders I have seen in this tournament. He's an absolutely phenomenal player. I mean, going into the game against Cameroon, he had made the most passes within his team, had made the most tackles within the Cape Verdean team, and had 
uh, I think, uh, a passing accuracy of 88%. He, he basically just manned that team and was able to help the Blue Sharks of Cape Verde build play from the back. He brought in leadership. He brought in pace. He brought in accuracy. And, I mean, these guys just come. You know, he, he does these things with so much ease. And it's unbelievable to see a player like that uh, on the Cape Verde team play that well. And, and I do feel that if Cape Verde really wants to, uh, I mean, they, they have a very tough game against, I, I think, Senegal in the round of 16. But if they want to sail through to the quarterfinals, they'll need to have uh, 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 Roberto Lopez. And Fine Feto is just, he's a wonderful player to talk to. I had a really interesting chat with him in the mixed zone. He, he spoke to me about how he, he, he got to play for, for Cape Verde. I mean, the, the, the funny story around his call-up with the, the Blue Sharks. But I was really just impressed by the personality of the player. The, the output that he brings to he brings to the game and I mean the head coach of Cape Verde uh, uh, Betancourt said it d- 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 during the, the, the post-match press conference it's really an added value to have players of such metal within the team and, and, and I really do feel that he's one of the standout performers in this tournament this far Now Jed you tipped Cameroon to win the tournament are you sticking to your guns? I still go with them, but I I, I do feel that um, it, it will get complex in the days ahead. Um, the first thing is for this Cameroonian team to be able to warm their way through. They don't have to be complacent. Uh, the attack line has been the attack line has been incredible with uh, Vincent Bubaka scoring a tournament high five goals, which is a good thing for the team. But defensively, they still look shaky. They've taken three goals in three games. In the in their first two games, they conceded first, and then uh, in the final uh, uh, group game against Cape Verde, they, they conceded. I mean, from some really sloppy defending. I do feel that Cameroon's coach has got to do better. Uh, he's he's rotating his team way too often, and I mean, there's a sort of consistency that the Cameroonian side needs that's not getting. Um, in the first game, he played uh, a different centre-back pairing. In the second game, he tweaked the centre-back pairing. And in the third game, he played two different centre-backs. At some point, it, it really doesn't help the goalkeeper and it doesn't really help the, the team cohesion on the pitch. But I do feel that the good thing for the Cameroonian side is Vincent Abubakar is really in the form of his life at the moment. I mean, he really looks like the player he was a couple of years ago when he finished second-best scorer in the French League while playing for Lorient. And just when he transitioned to FC Porto, he scored five goals already in three games uh, against Comoros. That's a I mean, a good team. Perhaps he could get one and, and become the lone Cameroonian player to, to have scored the most number of goals in an AFCON tournament. That record was held by Samuel Leto, who scored five goals in the 2006 edition and five goals in the 2008 edition. But I do feel that uh, if the Cameroonian team, the, the, the technical staff is able to get its act together, then this Cameroonian team really can 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 go to the final. And that's Cameroonian commentator NJ now 